If you follow true crime, be sure to follow True Crime Today wherever you download podcasts. There we cover everything in the world of true crime, like major stories such as Chad and Lori Daybell or Alex Murdoch, to smaller, lesser-known hometown stories that make a major impact on their communities. We take a deep look at the people, places, and psychology in real time that all come together to create these stories. Search True Crime Today wherever you get your podcasts and press subscribe. Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that will taste better than those damn holiday leftovers that are sitting in the back of the fridge. And no, ham is not okay to eat after three weeks. When a family hears strange noises in the middle of the night, a logical explanation is a burglar. Little do they know, the person they are about to encounter is creeping in from the other side. Stories online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855 853 4802. Call that 24 7. And share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you like the program, you want access to all the bonus episodes, our advanced episodes, the archive of episodes, all of it being commercial free and an EPP bonus episode every week, a brand new extra episode. Sign up to be a supporter, an extra podcast person at EPP. Uh, through Apple Podcasts. Try it for three days free uh, and make sure you, you're really happy with it. Uh, or you can go through patreon.com slash real ghost stories uh, or th- directly through our website at ghostpodcast.com and uh, support the program. Keep us on the air. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. Tony and Todd with you on today's episode. What's going on? Time for another podcast of spooky stuff. Podcast of spooky stuff. Well, I mean, realistically, that's that's what it is. It and is. Uh, and people ask me, like, do you, do you find these stories scary? And I find them more interesting for myself than scary. But I, a lot of times when, you know, you're reading them or we hear them, you can actually hear some fear in the people's voices, you know, or in the words that they use. I think that's when I get the most scared, I guess. I don't really get I don't know. I, I this I can't even tell you. that. I got scared with a couple of the cases. Uh, one was the um, Glenn, the security guard, which ended tragically where he was killed in an automobile, uh, striking him on the side of the road. Yep. Excuse me. Um, the other was Richard and Chattanooga. And I've, you weren't on the show back then, but I think I've told you about that case. Both very bizarre, but not like scared in the moment. I'm, I don't even know if I'm even capable of getting scared in the moment anymore. Unless it was, you know, like a, a train running into the side of my house or something, I, I don't get very shaken up or scared. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> on another podcast that I work on, we were doing a season on uh, Bigfoot and we had some audio of what was considered to be Bigfoot. And that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff freaks me out. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily scared by it, but with lights in the sky that look UFO like you see video of that and you just kind of sit back and go, what the heck really is going on? You yeah. know, what is out there that we don't know about? That stuff freaks me out more than scares me. 
What, what, what is scared, I guess? Because, I mean, it, scared to me would be, um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so frightened. I need to like run in the opposite direction as fast as possible through whatever terrain that may be uh, and get the hell away from something. I, and, and I can think of when I was a kid, I remember being scared of things so much so that you would literally turn around and do that. But as an adult... Right. I, I can't say I've personally been, uh, you know, and it's probably a good thing, um, where I, I I would be scared if I was near like a random shooting. That <laughs> yeah. would, that would yeah, scare exactly. the shit out of me. Yes. Yeah. That would scare me. Um, other than that, or a really horrific thing, I don't know. I, there's not a lot I think I can hear anymore that, that does that, unless it's like the reporting of, you know, a nuclear bomb or something. That would scare me too. I just wonder what you would be like if something horrific, you know, as far as paranormal happened in your home or something. I think you might be more freaked out than, you know. If if it if it was, I would be scared if it was like what some people describe where something demonic looking or very mm -hmm. dark. Dark would scare me. Something demonic type would scare me. Um, I, I think just seeing something, I'd be more curious. Just, just like kind of a blob or... Uh, you know, the, the floating lady in the library at the beginning of Ghostbusters, something like yeah. that. Right. I, I would be scared if she jumped out at me like that. But if she was just reading a book, I'd be like, what you reading? And, you know, maybe have a little conversation. And then I'll just say at the very end, you know, you've been really nice. I appreciate it. But just just for fun, can you just do the whole ah! <laughs> and just see if she does it? <laughs> so that would scare me. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. I'm going to jump to a call here uh, and, and drink a little bit of hot tea before I jump into reading anything. Uh, I was going to do it, but I think my uh, <laughs> <clears throat> might have pushed the limits a little bit and it's horrible allergy season right now. So uh, yeah, let's jump over to a caller initially phone number by the way 855-853-4802 you can call that 24 7 and share your real ghost stories with us we do love to hear them all right let's hear your ghost story go ahead hi tony my name is vanessa um i have a weird um story that involves my mother me and my two sisters. Um, this was back in 2001, and my parents were renting this um, duplex house here in Florida. We live in Florida. Um, and we were moving out of this house in late 2001. Uh, we were living in that house for probably like six, six months or so a little bit longer than that. I'm not sure. I was little at the time. I was like 10 years old. <laughs> and uh, my sister, I have two sisters. One is, um, she was five at the time. And my other sister was one year uh, younger than me. She was like around nine. Um, so my parents were getting um, rid of this house. And we were uh, literally, like, moved out and stuff, and we had nothing there. And I remember the last 
stay, that we have stayed there. My mom and my younger sister, who's five, um, stayed at the house waiting because me and my other sister, we were go- we went to school. And they were going to wait for us to get back from school. And my father was also at work. So she was waiting at the house with my younger sister. And she was waiting for all of us to meet at the house and then finally, you know, say goodbye to the house and leave. Um, I remember those six months plus that we were living in that house. It was so creepy. We would hear things and we would um, kind of see movement outside of our 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 rooms because me and my younger sister we shared the room and my parents room was right next to our room but it was this long hallway and we would see kind of dark shadows but we would ignore it we were kids and we would tell my parents and they would just be like oh it's nothing you know it's probably reflections and we kind of thought that's what it was and I think they were just not trying to freak us out and we didn't find out till like later on that uh they were uh, seeing things and experiencing things of my sisters and I and I remember that last day um, my mom uh, was in the house with my younger sister and I remember she took us to school and my dad had left to work and we came back home after school and my mom told us after we left the house we said bye and everything and we're kind of excited because we're getting rid of this house. <laughs> we were, we liked the house. It was just really creepy at nighttime, right? So, my, that, that morning, after she said goodbye to me and my younger sister, and uh, after she sent my dad off to work, she said that her and my younger sister, who was five, were laying down in the living room. Um, with some blankets that she kept because she knew they were going to be there for a long time. So they were laying there and my mom said she was half asleep and kind of half awake. And she said that she started hearing uh, uh, me and my younger sister and my little sister. So us three basically playing in in our room and our room was like the last room in the hall. So you can kind of see, right. And from the living room, you can see down this hallway and she said the door was open and she said that she just heard us playing and laughing and, and giggling and screaming at each other. Right. And she thought it was, you know, us. she kind of forgot that we had went to school. I don't know. Um, and then she, she woke up and she called out to us. She said, girls, what are you doing here? I said, go to school because we used to take the bus stop. We used to take the bus to school, right? So she thought that maybe we haven't left or anything, but she didn't realize that we had already left. And she was calling us out and she's like, go to school. I told you, you have to go to school. My mom says that we wouldn't stop yelling. And she said that she even heard running. It was so weird. She said that she finally kind of just like, she was like, okay, maybe they, they're not going to school. And she dozed off again. Um, she said probably like five minutes later, or like a little bit later, she doesn't remember. But she said that she started hearing us playing around again and she freaked out. And she started saying, girls, stop, come over here. My mom said that she turned around and my younger sister 
who was in the room yelling with us and playing around was right next to her. She said that she had every hair in her body send up and she was just so freaked out. She said that she called my dad and my dad answered and my dad was like, what are you talking about? The girls are in school. No one is home. It's just you and Finn and my younger sister. Um, so it was so creepy. And when she told us that, when she told us that, um, I remember me and my younger sisters were just staring at each other like, what? Because we had experienced things in this house and we were just like, you know, we told you, you know, this house is creepy. Um, it has weird things going on in it. And we, you know, we would things would be missing and things like that or misplaced, you know, in, in our room because we used to play in there. Um, but yeah, once we moved out of there, we're all sharing our stories and everybody had experiences in there. We thought we were going crazy, but it was, you know, it was happening for real. And, um, my, my dad, he's a very big, um, skeptic he doesn't believe in that stuff unless it happens to him and then he freaks out about it but uh it, it was creepy it was definitely creepy um I do have a lot of stories um right now I am picking up my son so I may sound like you know all over the place <laughs> but yeah uh I have many stories and I hope that you can, you know, think of something that, you know, you know, if anybody has uh, anything like this happen to them, love to hear and more stories about stuff like that. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I love your podcast. I love listening to it. I listen to it all the time, every day. I love it. Um, well, have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. Thoughts on that? It's typical. Parents are always like, oh, it's nothing. You're just seeing stuff. There's no such thing as a boogeyman. Mm -hmm. And it's it's never anything until it happens to the parents. And then it's like, oh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like the family was experiencing stuff. I Do you, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, ago, I told you that I was having things happen with doors in my house? Yeah. And one was my bedroom door was shut by itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, then another night, the bathroom door knob was turning. And just, well, Sunday morning this past weekend, I got up and I, you know, turned on some TV and I was going to grab something to eat. And I sat on the couch and I could hear the wind just blowing. And I'm thinking, boy, it's really windy out. And I looked out on the porch and the curtains on my porch are just blowing like crazy. My front door was wide open. Oh. And... Yeah, and and I had not gone out that door or anything since like a week prior. A Sunday prior was when yeah. it was the last time I was out. Otherwise, it just stays locked all week. Sure. So this door was open. And is it like it was, is it like a deadbolt too? Like it's not a deadbolt too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so it was just it was open, and the wind was just flying through the screen door. And so I don't know if you know. Again, I can sit there and go, well, maybe I forgot to bolt it. Blah blah blah. But seven days go by. Uh, with nothing. And then, you know, it's just another door issue in my house. So I don't know if somebody's trying to tell me something like there's going to be a door opening for me or what, but it's just been really creepy. You got to get like uh, some ring cameras and set them up around your house. 
Yeah, uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to investigate here because I know if I do that, it's just going to start things happening even more yeah. so. Like the motions, I have. I'm all over the place. The motion sensitive ones, and you're focusing inside, so you can get the ones that are uh, wired and they're cheaper. Um, <laughs> see, I'm already like, so I'll send them to you, right? <laughs> but it's uh, no. I mean, I think it would be interesting. Focus them on the doors, because yeah. wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be um, what would how would what would your reaction be? Is what I should ask. If you see that clip and it's just focused on your door, and you see the deadbolt little little thing turn, and then the door open. You know, you can you can sit here and say, well, it wouldn't bother me. I've seen so much investigating and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I heard the doorknob turn several times. I saw I saw the door be closed when I woke up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So something's going on. But to be honest, that would just, you know, it solidifies it a little bit, right? It's not, you know, then you can say, well, it wasn't because I left the door open a week ago and it just happened to blow open. Have you tried to get any EVPs yet? I have not. You should try that. I did, I, I did, I did, I was doing, you know, I've got my studio in my basement and a while back I'd been doing some recording and I was getting this fuzzy interference coming over some of my audio. Mm-hmm. And do you remember like what that would happen in the sunny 97 studio every once in a while? Yeah, that was usually uh, uh, truckers. truckers and stuff, yeah. right? It's like, <clears throat> yeah, but, but birthday one night, I got four children in the back. Like, what the yeah. hell was that? <laughs> we're, we're, giving, <laughs> we're giving a weather forecast and all of a sudden something's knock us, knocking us out. But exactly. yeah, it wasn't quite like that. But it was just this like it sounded like talking, but this very airy, scratchy kind of stuff. So weird. Have you ever thought just to turn the, you know, like the addition on and oh, just record yes. all night with your mic on? Yeah. Have you ever done it? No. Didn't somebody, Again, didn't somebody do that at the, didn't somebody do that at, at the radio station? I think they did. I'm not, re I don't remember if we got anything though. I thought somebody, either they told me or you said you were gonna and, or I don't remember. I don't remember what ever came of it, but, um, I always wondered about that, but back then, hard drives on computers weren't long, weren't weren't big enough to record for that long. Um, Ten minutes later, and the thing would crash. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, it barely to try to use it. But um, oh, that'd be interesting. But the thing is, with a mic, uh, you'd want something better than like a, or you'd have to turn your studio mic all the compression off to try and really pick up the whole room. Right. Right. Otherwise, you're really that thing would have to be right there. Huh. You should try it. See what you get. Play it back next week. Listen to this guy. Yeah, go ahead and try it. See what happens. Just if you get house. something, let me know. You know, while you're sitting there in his in oh. his new house with his cameras oh. and shit oh. all safe. I've been uh I've got the cameras not for uh, thieves, they're for ghosts. <laughs> We're on burial ground here. <laughs> but uh now I I've I've here's something I've contemplated, and you tell me if I'm crazy. I've had so many interviews with people over on the Grave Talks. Uh, and we've talked Ouija boards and so many people saying, you know, if you're using, you know, this device or that device, it's exactly the same thing. You're trying to communicate and this and that. I've almost been curious to try a Ouija board. <sighs> but not I, in my I, house, not in my house. I would go do yeah. it in the barn. So if anything's going to possess something, there's some cows out there. And then they, and they have devil horns, too. So that would red eyes. Ooh, I could have like an evil cow. And then bring tour groups through to see him for the holidays. Um, <laughs> right in front of the, the plastic I, uh, manger scene. 
I know a lot of people say there's not much difference between that and like a, a spirit box or whatever, but your your body is still part of that communication. And that's the only thing that kind of concerns me about. And, and the other thing too is because they're a game, I think a lot of people go into it using them, not really knowing, hey, listen, mm -hmm. you can open the door on something here. Just be careful with it. So, Well, if anybody should know if it's a good idea or bad, it's me. I've probably heard more stories about this shit. Than but you're going to do it anyway. I'm still like, yeah, might give it a shot. I, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm telling you right now, I am not. So everyone that's going to send me an email saying, don't do it, don't do it. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not. Um, but I'm just saying it has run through my mind. I had some really interesting guests a couple weeks ago that use it all the time on their investigations to get really interesting results. You know, maybe that's the Ouija, you know, getting to them. So they tell me the story and then I do it. And then I suddenly have a portal to hell. You know, I, you know I, I don't know that that's the case, but I also think that there's some people that investigate and they do seances and stuff. And I think if you're prepared for that and you're um, if you're educated enough in what the outcome could be, mm -hmm. that's fine. If you get a bunch of people doing stuff that they should, it's just, it's just like somebody that goes in to try and uh, rewire their house and they're not an electrician. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a great idea. If you're, you know, switching out a, a light switch or something, that's one thing. If you're running 220 to another part of the house, probably something you want to stay away from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. The reason to go, Ouija awareness. Have you learned nothing in 10 years? <laughs> No. This no. public service message brought to you by no. Ghost Stories, our real ghost stories online. Exactly. Uh, let's go to a letter. It says, my parents were born in a small town in Mexico, which has a lot of ghost stories. But my parents are skeptics and think they're just local superstitions. Neither of them believes in ghosts, and we do not usually talk about stuff like that. The only time something like that came up was once at a family gathering when my great uncle came and told a story that my mom had amazingly forgotten about. It's the only ghost story I've ever heard that also comes with a full explanation as well as evidence. Story goes that my mom and her family were sitting at dinner one evening at my grandparents' house back in Mexico. My grandparents owned a small convenience store in town, which had a little storeroom. And both were attached to the house through a little corridor that led to the kitchen. Next to the kitchen was a large dirt yard. Back then, the town roads were still cobblestones, and though it was the 60s, a few townspeople still owned and rode horses this will be relevant later so the family's eating dinner when they hear a horse walk by wasn't unusual except they all heard hooves on tile and not hooves on cobblestones the sound was coming from the corridor inside the house my granddad ignored the last part and went to look outside nothing no one coming or going on the street he sat down again and continued the meal didn't think much of it. After a while, though, they heard it again. The distinct sound of a horse walking through the house. I don't know how many of you have heard a horse walk on tiled floor in an enclosed space, but it's it's loud. It echoes a lot, and one can easily tell when the sound is right next to you, as opposed to someone riding outside. But of course, they are no. There are no horses inside. So many. Uh, so my uh, granddad checks the yard, sees if someone's horse was loose back there. Again, there's nothing. He comes back, dismisses it again, and they finish eating. As they are finishing, suddenly they all hear the sounds of plates crashing down and breaking. My mom says it was a loud noise as if someone opened a cupboard and pushed over all the plates. This time my granddad swore loudly and ran to the storeroom at the back of the convenience store 
Apart from the kitchen where they all were, this was the only other place they kept any substantial number of breakable items. He thought some animal must have gotten in and knocked down some jars, and that's what they'd been hearing all through dinner. It was great surprise everything was in perfect order. When he came back, my grandmother asked what broke, and he said nothing. They all stared at each other, perplexed. The sound had been so loud and clear. How could there be nothing broken? Thinking that it might be a break-in on the second floor, my granddad tells everyone to stay in the yard as he checks out the rest of the house. Cupboards, closets, shelves, windows, etc. As you're guessing, he doesn't find anything. Nothing was broken. My grandparents eventually dismissed what they all heard, saying the noise must have come from outside, but my mom and her siblings were much more freaked out. A few days later, they're over at my great-uncle's place, and they tell him what happened. Immediately, he says, you have a ghost. My great-uncle starts going over to their house for dinner just in case something else happens, but nothing does after that. Nevertheless, he's not satisfied and goes around telling the story around town. Eventually, he hears from another neighbor of theirs who also hears horses at odd times in the night and once got up to see who was coming back so late but did not see anyone. Convinced it's ghosts, my great-uncle starts getting this idea that there must be someone buried in my grandparents' yard, and that's what causes the phantom noise. To my grandfather's great displeasure, he starts digging in their yard. Most people thought he was crazy. Hearing horses in a town with horses is not enough to make people think of apparitions, not even in a superstitious town. Nevertheless, my great-uncle kept digging. But a week goes by of him and his brother digging in the yard. The hole is big enough for both grown men to fit inside it, but there is nothing. He starts thinking he should try a different part of the yard. When my granddad shuts him down, no more, he says. You finish up this weekend. My great uncle's about to give up when he takes a nap the following day. Claims he dreamt he was digging when someone put a hand on his shoulder and told him you're doing the right thing. Of course, he wakes up more determined than ever and keeps digging in the same spot a few more days. And then he hits metal. After all, the men in the family join and they find buried in my grandparents' yard a huge cast iron melting pot the size of a small car. Inside were lots of old musket bullets, two old military uniforms. Everyone's jaw dropped. My granddad thought it best to put everything back, not wanting to disturb the dead and have more trouble in the house. Recalling his dream, my uncle unearths the whole thing and gets people from town hall involved. Takes some time to find the town's old maps, but eventually they figure out that all of the houses on that corner were once part of the same property. A small ranch once occupied that part of the town, and according to the town's records during the Civil War, it had been turned into soldiers' barracks. Of course, the old stables accepted part of the yard and half of my grandparents' convenience store. That was the one and only time anything paranormal ever happened in that house. My great-uncle donated the uniforms and the giant melting pots, which they were told was used to melt spare parts and make munitions. They were displayed in the town hall for a while until it was renovated in the 80s and they were put into storage. My grandparents never experienced anything else in the house and neither has anyone else, myself included. A few others in my family claim to have seen ghosts in that town, but no one has a story quite like this. Hope you enjoyed it. Love listening to your podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. Thoughts on that? Sounds like the energies from the past we're trying to come through and and 
basically let it be known what that that part of the city was. I think stuff like that's cool, and I think it happens more often than sometimes we give credit for. To be honest, yeah, I I agree. Uh, but I'm 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 curious here because they originally thought, well, let's not disturb the grave. We're going to leave everything down there, and it all ends up at the the town hall in storage. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how that the rules on that. I don't know what the the afterlife feels about that. But I think that bringing some um, knowledge and education to the town was was maybe what was trying to be done by the energies there, mm-hmm. and taking that stuff and putting it where it could be the stories could be told and it could be seen. Probably not a bad thing in the long run. But I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll find out when we die and we you know actually get a book on how this all works. Was it, was it a grave? Though I get from what I gather, they didn't like find any bones. They just found the big cast iron thing. Yeah, I, 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 I guess it, it's not a grave. Um, again, sometimes yeah. if you're disturbing uh, certain things, that might you know make things go crazy a little bit too. Huh. Yeah, I mean you can even look at people who renovate homes, and when they renovate yeah. their home, that stirs stuff up too. So maybe they were just thinking in well, that respect. I, it what makes me wonder if there was intent to it though. Like when they did, when they what was there, and it was eventually buried over. If whoever did that kind of did it as a time capsule, hoping that someone would find it at some day. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I think there's a, I mean, think about it. I think anywhere you go, any city you go in, what's below that city has so many stories to tell. A lot of times we just, we never hear those stories. Oh, I was on a, a little uh, YouTube rabbit hole right before we were on the air. Uh, I, I was originally looking at uh, closed down Sears uh, because I enjoy watching video of closed down department stores. Uh, and of course, and that led to like Chicago. And and then there was something about uh, a big, large merchant building. It wasn't the Sears building, but it was built over uh, a rail yard. And apparently the rail yard is still underground. And there's there's like 4,000 uh, miles, square miles of tunnels or something under Chicago. That are it was all it was a um, wasn't a passenger line. It was all a freight line that they used to use for getting things around the city, like in winter. Wow. I um I was I went to Seattle many years ago, and they've got an uh, the city because it's built on the basically on the ocean kept getting swept away, and so at one point they took a bunch of stuff. They took the the remains of the city piled all the remains down and rebuilt the city for one final time. And you can still, they have tours now where you can go under the city and see what the city was actually like, where there's still buildings in place and streets and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Oh my gosh. That yeah. sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Is there a Sears down there or a Kmart? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, there was a blue light special the night we were there. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, as of this recording, from what I, I think, there's like 22 Sears left or something. God, isn't that sad? I know. I uh, yeah, that's one that's gone, and I don't I don't know that it's coming back. Sears Kmart, I think, is completely gone, isn't it? Or is there like one Kmart left somewhere? There might be one left, but yeah, that's that's gone. What's the other one that went away that I was just thinking about? Pennies was well, on the block, but they're still around pretty good. Yeah, they're they're doing okay. I don't know how long they're gonna survive. Any of the brick and mortar places, yeah. Unless they're doing something really strong online, I'm not sure how long the brick and mortar stores are gonna be around. Yeah. Well, what I wonder, and this is totally off topic, but we're done with the show. Is half the time I go to a brick and mortar sh- store when I'm trying to get something, they're like, "Oh, well, uh, you know, you can order that online." <laughs> like, but I, I came here because I I wanted to just get it. Today. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> it's like, well, I could have done that from home. 
And half the time, like, could you help me find something? They take out their phone and search, like, where, like, what aisle. And it's like, I could have done that, too. <laughs> you know? I wish I worked in retail now instead of when I worked in retail, when you had a, you had to memorize the store yeah. and know exactly where everything was and take them to the product. And, yeah. Well, my, my question is, how do you not know just by, you know, being there all day, walking around the aisles? I think you'd, you'd get a relatively good idea pretty quick. That's how we used to do it, just kind of being in the know. But is it because everybody always has their head down on their devices that they're not paying attention because they're not even realizing their own surroundings? They're looking at the device to tell you where to go uh, within these surroundings. Now, somebody needs to tell me if I'm right on this, but I think I just heard you pull the, in my day, we knew where things were in the oh, store. I totally did. I totally <laughs> did. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, but I think I was saying the same sort of things when I was like 17. But it, it wasn't <laughs> like in my day. It would just be like when people were smart. <laughs> and eventually it's just going to be like down to grunting someday. Like, and used to talk. You words, you know, that's how that'll go. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, press subscribe wherever you download podcasts and uh, support us on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the uh, archive, and all of it completely commercial free. And you can try that for three days free on Apple Podcasts. As an EPP extra podcast person, just go right to our channel and find that. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, uh, patreon.com slash Stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Todd, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.